Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. What a joy to be able to preach in a brand new year. We pray that you give me wisdom, insight, and that your people be attentive, documenting, writing, insightfully words received from the Bible, the book of the law. Help our minds not to wonder and ramble. Let we help us to get what we have come for and grow thereby. Help us to make our time here count, not only for time, but eternity. Anoint me now, because without you I can do nothing. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Well, we are in a brand new year. Happy New Year. Happy new year. Oh, that's kind of weak. Happy New Year. Happy new year. That sounds so, so good. It is good to be here. You have your Bibles. You can open them and turn, turn them to Ephesians 520. It'll be the first uh, scripture. We will be coming from a number of scriptures. That will be the first scripture we will be um, coming from. But uh, the title of this message is How to Make the Most of This Brand New Year. How to Make the Most of This Brand New Year. Praise God for crossing all of us over into this brand new year. We have all experienced many things last year, such as the death of precious loved ones. Many, many of you have had health challenges, unexpected crises. Some of you, unfortunately, have experienced broken relationships and setbacks. While others of you have experienced the birth of babies, weddings, graduations, promotions, financial increase, achieved personal goals, and so much more. Whether last year was a good year or a year filled with unanticipated trials, we can all rejoice that our Lord has crossed us over into this brand new year for the glorifying of his name and to fulfill his divine plan, his divine will, and his divine purpose for each one of us. God did not just accidentally bring you into this new year. He could have purposed that you would have been left back in May of last year, or January of last year. But God is good. He said, not so. I'm crossing you over because I have a divine plan for you this year. I have a divine purpose for you and I want to fulfill my plan through you for my glory, says the Lord. Won't you give God a hand clap of praise for, for this year? 
With that being said, how do, how do we make the most of this brand new year? How do we make the most of this brand new year? I want you to write and consider and ponder these things in your heart. Number one, we make the most of this year by giving thanks with a grateful heart. You can't have a good year without gratitude, thankfulness, a heart of thanksgiving. Ingratitude is a sin against the Lord, especially since he has brought you into a new year that he did not have to bring you into. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be blessing God. Your attitude ought to be indeed superb. But some of you perhaps are getting off to a bad start because you're not thankful. Beloved, God blesses a thankful heart, not a grouchy heart, not a bad attitude, not a grumbling heart. Ephesians 520, you've turned there already says, always giving thanks to God. Is that you? Always giving thanks to God, the father for everything. That is everything, everything for your children, for your salvation, for your toes, for an eye blank, for your lips, for your tongue, for your taste buds, the the ability to inhale and exhale for your job. Thank, thank you for this nation you were born in. I know a lot of you can find a lot to complain about. It is really a lot of things you complain about. But you know what? You can complain so much about what's going on in America till you forget the good things that God has blessed us with in this country. If y'all know God has blessed us in this country, why don't you say amen and give God another hand clap? People talk about how bad America is and what's going on here and here's that, here's that. Why? My wife and I have traveled around this world. Why don't you go and take a six month time away into another country? Just take your choice. And all of a sudden you come back here saying, I'm so thankful that God has me here in America. There, by the way, there is no perfect country. Okay, Uh, there are no perfect leaders. All there's corruption in every country. That's right. Uh, Government and and corruption in government is nothing new. It's been going on since the dawning of human history. And if you know your Bible, you know what I'm talking about. Give thanks always for everything. Always giving thanks to God, the father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, if you're giving thanks, you can't be ungrateful. Number two, we must be determined, if we're going to make the most of this year, we must be determined to practice being still and quiet in a noisy world so that you can hear the voice of God speak to us through reading and meditating on his word. I repeat, we must be determined to practice being still and being quiet in a very noisy world. Maybe the world is noisy because you are noisy. You talk loud. You listen to loud stuff. 
the car is trembling because your music is up to the max. You need to get quiet. You need to be still so that you can hear God speak to you through the reading and meditating of his precious word. Psalms 4610a says, be still and know that I am God. Now, that's why some of you can't get to know God because you're too busy. You're too important. You can't sit down and be still and cut everything off and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Parents, I want to tell you something right now. One of the greatest things you can do with your children is to teach them to practice being still without thinking they are being punished. Yeah, yeah, you know, time out. No, being still is about getting along with God to hear him speak. And you ought to say, I say it oftentimes in my private devotion, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Psalms 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. To have a productive year, it is critical that we reduce the noise factor and refuse to allow the competing voices of this world system to drown out the voice of God. There's a lot of voices out there. And they all want you to listen to them. But the voice of all voices is the voice of God through the word of God to the glory of God. Well, you say, you keep saying, hear the voice of God. Why is hearing God so valuable to believers? Hopefully these insights will give you an appetite, a thirst for hearing God. Why is hearing God so valuable to believers? A, possessing an inner desire to hear God gives evidence of our salvation. When you want God, the God of all creation, the God of the solar system, the God of the atmosphere, the God of the earth, sky, moon, your creator God. When you have an inner longing for him to speak to you, it gives evidence that you belong to Jesus. The gospel of John chapter eight, verse 47 says, he who is of God hears God's word. If you of God, you will hear God's word. And then the scripture says, therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. There are people come to, uh, to worship celebration. Don't hear the minds already fixed. Their, their, their mind is not even in a state where they can even receive. And they don't hear. And perhaps the reason is they're not of God. Not to hear, you say, well, I, can, I hear him talking. No, hearing is just not hearing me audibly. It's deeper than that. When you really hear, 
To hear is to accept and believe the words of Christ. Then you've heard. To hear is to accept and believe the words of Christ, which validates that you belong to God. That's how you hear. To hear is to accept and believe the words of Christ, which validates that you belong to Christ. Those who refuse to hear Christ reject him and his word, which confirms that they are not of God. I don't want to hear that. I don't, 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 don't bring that Bible stuff up to me. I don't want to come to church. I'm here, but I'm not listening. Huh. That's boring. Maybe it's because you're not saved. You ought to be so fixated on the word of God that you can't get enough of it and you can't wait to get the next insight because you can't wait to grow to be all that God is calling you to be. You don't just, you don't sit there and let all the truth pass you by and you don't document nothing, you don't write nothing, you don't record nothing and you know you don't have a photostatic memory. Those who refuse to hear Christ reject him and his word, which confirmed that they are not of God. Some people come to church in the go mode. They, they come late, prepared to leave early, but they can take time to socialize and go to parties and go to games and go to events and, and stay there till the lights go out. It's indicative of where your heart really is B. Why is hearing God so invaluable? So invaluable. Hearing God is valuable because it deepens our relationship with Christ. The more you hear God speak to you, the deeper your relationship will be in Christ. Mark twelve thirty says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength." Look at that. You, uh, you, you got all, all, all. And you shall love the, the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. I'm going to tell you something. When you love God to that degree, you will have a deeper relationship with him and people will see God all over you. We deepen our love for God, for Christ when we love him with all, we say all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That is to love God with all of your inner being and to allow him to be transcendent in your life. First and foremost, allowing absolutely nothing or no one to compete with him because Jesus is all to you. It's, he's all. It's not about your dog. It's not about your cat. It's not about your house, your grass. It's not about your boat, your fishing rods. It's not about your golf clubs. It's not about your games, your videos. It's not about that stuff. Not that all that stuff is wrong, but I tell you what, but, but without God, none of those things would be and neither would you be. Colossians 2, 7 says, plant your roots in Christ. Look at that. Plant your roots in Christ and let him be the foundation of your life. I, I, that, that verse is so powerful. Plant your roots in Christ and let him be the foundation of your life. Be strong. 
You can't be strong without being planted. That's what's wrong. People are all over the place. They're very um, uh, flighty and transient. Uh, be strong in your faith. We live in a day where you have the strong faith. If you don't have strong faith, you're not going to be around. Your faith will be tested. People will test you. P- people will try you. People will resent the fact that you're a Christian. People will mock you. Uh, they, they will do all of these things when you really mean business for God. Just as you were taught. And then hear it again. Here's, here's the gratitude again. And be grateful. And be grateful. You Be grateful for what? Well, in the text, be grateful that you're in Christ. Be grateful that you got a foundation that you can stand on. Who is Christ? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is seeking sand. Uh, thank, be, uh, be thankful for your faith. Faith is a gift from God. The Bible is a gift from God. Salvation is a gift from God. You ought to be grateful. The mere fact that you have a, a church facility to worship in is a gift from God. Your wife, your children, your grandchildren is a gift from God. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God. The Trinity is a gift from God. Creation is a gift from God. When you start counting your blessings, you ought to be shouting all over this church. In other words, one must come to Christ through faith alone. You got to come to Christ. Then once you come to Christ, you are to be rooted in Christ. And then once you've been rooted in Christ, then you can grow in Christ. You see the sequence there, the spiritual sequence. You got to first do what? Come to Christ. Okay. And you come to Christ through faith alone. Uh, then you got to be rooted in Christ. And then only when you've been rooted, can you what? Grow in Christ. Being rooted keeps us from moving being rooted keeps keeps us from shifting and being transient in an unstable, enticing world and being blown to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There are people all over the place. They go from church to church, place to place. Some of them call themselves having home church when they're sharing ignorance in most cases, not all of them. And some people think they're church and they're not even functioning like the, like the church. They're, they're saying that for the sake of convenience because they don't want to assemble themselves together. Ephesians chapter four, verse 14 says, then we will no longer be infants. When you're maturing and growing, you're no longer babies. You know why many saints sitting under my voice are babies? Because you've come to Christ but you're not rooted and you're not growing. So you're on milk. Babies will put anything in their mouth and some of you will try anything. And that sounds good. I think that anybody can tell you anything. You just, they can knock on your door and you go on with the wind. Literally. There are Christians who are tossed. Look at that in that script, tossed back and forth by by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching. There are some doctrines of demons out there. 
some false apostate teachers out there and by cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Everything that sounds good is not good. And if you don't know your Bible, you can't even differentiate what's biblical and what's unbiblical. Why is, hearing, why is hearing God so valuable? We are blessed when we hear God speak. You know, you, you're blessed. The, the word of God will bless your life. You're blessed when you hear God speak. Luke eleven twenty eight says, but he said more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, some of you hear, but you don't keep it. You don't treasure the word of God. You don't hold on to the word of God. You don't activate the word of God. When we have an inner longing to hear and obey God's word, it indicates that we have been saved in Christ. And it also gives us the assurance of our salvation. When you, when you hear the word and keep it, that's indicative of the fact that you're saved. And it also gives you the word of God gives you the blessed assurance of your salvation. Only when you take God's word seriously, will you be blessed by it. Now you need to write that down. The word can't bless you because you don't take the word of God seriously. You don't read, you don't read it. You don't crack your Bible all week. And a little dab is not going to do you. You have to, uh, to make the most of this year is a year is to have a year where you get back to the Bible. You see, and keep it and God will bless your life because you give priority to the word of God. What makes hearing the word of God and hearing God so valuable? D, hearing God speak through his word makes us wise. It makes you wise. Now, the talk shows and the political shows and, and, the, and the what I think shows and what you ought to do shows don't make you wise. Hearing God speak through his word makes you wise. Second Timothy 3.15 says, and that from childhood, say childhood, a little boy, a little girl, you have known the Holy Scriptures. And that's why I love it at Christmas and the resurrection speeches for Easter during that time of year. We have the kids coming up and they're quoting all those Bible passages from memory. They're dressed up, looking good on the stage before a whole host of people out there send their biblical uh, recitations and speeches on the stage is 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 building a spiritual foundation upon which they can stand. Parents. Parents, parents, the wisest thing you can do for your child or children is to lay a spiritual foundation in them, in your children, putting the word of God in them from infancy. From you say from infancy? Yes. Reading the word. So they the first thing they start identifying after they learn mama and dada uh, is 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 God. Jesus. You said uh, this is done by reading the word to them. Reading the word to them. That's teaching them to be still. They, they, they don't have a toy in their hand while you're reading. 
It means singing the word to them. You say, I can't sing. Sing on anyhow. They like it. All crackling. Jesus loves me. This I know. God will bless you for singing that crackling. Because there's power in the word. Not, not how, not the condition of your voice. Your voice can be all rusty and raggedy and cracky. But if you quoting the word and singing the word, it's sweet to God and is giving your babies spiritual nutrition. And then praying over your children. You need to lay hands on those little children and listen, don't stop laying hands on them when they two and three. Keep your hands on them. When they get 10, lay hands on them. When they get 15, oh, you better lay hands on them. And when they get 21, and child, really lay hands on them. Because they're no longer are they on, on your lap, they're on your heart. And oftentimes their problems become your problems. It, so we ought to have some amens out there. That's right. And, but you know what? And sometimes they're going to mess up. That's your face reality. That devil is busy out there. But if you've instilled the word of God in them, at least they got something to come back to. But if you haven't put the word of God in them up front, what do they have to come back to? And you better be doing the same process over your grandchildren as well. This means you must fight for the very souls of your children. Satan, I'm going to tell you, Satan, that devil is a smart devil. He actually knows who he, who he can really get and who he can't get. Those he really can't get, he's just going to harass them and just give them a hard time. But, but those who he can really get is those vulnerable ones, those, those ones who who's still trying to get it together. And, and, he, and he's after them. And you got to fight for the very souls of your children. Satan wants to destroy your children. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.